Hello, everybody. So today we have a bit of a bonus episode with a past client of mine that did BABA and she is a real estate agent and a real estate coach. And the reason why I got her onto the podcast is just because I feel like so many of us, myself included, are not educated when it comes to understanding the process of buying a house. And honestly, I found this information from Marina so helpful, even if you're not buying a house, but you just want to know for like down the track, the things that you should be aware of. So I don't want to buy a house like next week per se. I'm not looking to buy a house right now, but I know that in the next year or two, I will want to buy a house and you need to be, you know, you need to be preparing yourself ahead of time for these things. And you want to feel empowered around knowing what it is that you need to be compiling and starting to think about. So when you get to the place where you're like, right, I'm ready to buy a house right now, you are actually ready and you have the ability to buy a house, not, you know, you go to a mortgage broker or a real estate agent and it's like, oh fuck, now I have to wait another year because I didn't do X, Y, and Z. So, you know, when it comes to manifesting your house, when it comes to being in the frequency and the energy of calling in that dream house, calling in that life where you have that person, let's say, where you're going to move into your house with, if that's kind of on your radar, an important piece of manifestation is the law of action. And a big component of the law of action is just being educated around what it is that you're wanting and making sure that you actually feel good about calling it in. Like, if you want to call in your dream house, but it also feels overwhelming at the same time because you got no idea what you would do when you find that house, then can you see how you actually might repel it at the same time or, you, or subconsciously you might actually not attract it in because you're like, well, I want it, but I also don't want it because what am I going to do with it when I find it? Like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I can't just magically be like, this is my house. And so when we feel overwhelmed about the ins and outs of, for example, buying a house, or when we feel overwhelmed about the ins and outs of any manifestation, we can then repel the manifestation. So doing the work and whether it's, you know, learning about a certain topic in this case, or whether it's doing, you know, some kind of trauma healing, some kind of feminine embodiment, whatever it is, doing that deeper stuff will actually really help propel and speed up your manifestation. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into this juicy bonus little episode. I hope you guys get some chicken nuggets and takeaways and that you feel more empowered after listening. I'm so excited to chat today about houses. I feel like this is the perfect day, perfect weather for it because I'm like, all I want is my mountain house in Colorado. So do you want to give yourself a quick intro, Marina, and then we will jump into questions and get down to the juicy stuff. Sure. I'm Marina Shefferman and I'm basically the real estate queen. If anybody, any woman out there wants to get into buying real estate, her first house or second or whatever, I'm the lady. I teach women how to do it, courses, programs. I'm a realtor. I'm all about it. Love it. Amazing. And this is like, we'll dive into this and people will see as we go through the conversation. But I feel like I never understood how emotionally draining it is to go through like well, for me, it was just renting. That was fucking draining to be renting even and just to get a lease in New York. So I can't even imagine what it's like to buy. And I feel like people have this idea that it's just this simple process so they don't understand that they need this emotional support. They need someone that's in their corner separate to a realtor because like that's not their fucking job to like support you when you're having a breakdown. Um, and so I'm excited to jump into this and to chat about it all. So my first question, because we're not taught this in schools, which drives me up the wall is, can you please explain what a mortgage is? 
A mortgage is a loan to buy a house using the house as collateral. So it's very similar to if you buy a car and you don't pay your car loan, they take away the car. If you don't pay your house mortgage, they take away the, the house. So the bank, your lender, basically a partner on the purchase with you. So you pay them um, every month interest and principal. So the principal is the actual loan amount that you borrowed. You pay that back every month. And interest is something that they charge you to borrow money. So every time you're paying back your mortgage every month, you pay a little bit of interest and you pay a little bit of principal. The more principal you pay over time, the less you owe, the more of the house you own, which is why you're building your equity in the house. So that's basically a mortgage. Mm-hmm. You get a loan to buy a house and you can, you put down a little bit of money um, and they basically finance the rest. Cool. Okay. And then my next question, cause I didn't know this for a long time is so like, I always used to be like, Oh, I never want to have an investment property because what if I decide like being a sad, I like to travel and I don't like to be tied down to things um, like physical things. So I always thought that if I got a mortgage on a house, I would have to pay out the whole entire mortgage before I could sell it. But that's not the case, is it? My gosh, this is something that I don't understand. So my friends come to me and they're like, yeah, I want to buy a house, but I don't want to know if I want to live in it for 30 years. And that's how long my mortgage is. I'm like, what? How is it? Okay. You can sell your house anytime you want to. The mortgage is just the length of time the bank lets you pay back your mortgage. Like if you get a shorter mortgage, you have higher monthly payments. If you get a longer mortgage, you get lower monthly payments. You can sell your house at any time. And the beauty is when you sell your house, you pay back every single penny you have ever paid in principal. You get that back when you sell. You only just Mm -hmm. don't have the interest. You can sell your house whenever, a year after, five years after, 10 years after, you can sell at any time. Okay. Amazing. Cool. All right. My next question for you is, so we're role-playing. If I want to buy a $7 million dream mountain home with a big fucking fireplace, (laughs) massive windows on the top of a mountain, you know what I want. What do I need to do from now? Like what do I need to do from this place to then getting that? Like what are the steps that I would need to take? Because I we're not taught this in schools, right? And I don't know anything about real estate. So in my head, I'm just like, okay, all I need to do is save a lot of money. And then once I have money to put down for a mortgage, then I just go and buy a house. And then I don't know what happens. So what happens? In this scenario, is this your first house or second yes, house? Yes, it'd be my first house. So your first thing that you must do is reflect. And I know that you do this a lot. You reflect on the kind of woman you want to be in the future, kind of what life you want to have, the living situation, the goals. You need to know where you're going and if that fits your lifestyle, first of all. Second of all is you need to get educated. You need to find a real estate coach to educate you on the process of buying a house in general. Don't just like YouTube or Google for five hours and try to put it together yourself or think that, you know, your friend or husband or realtor is going to teach you how to be a good buyer because they're not going to do that. So education. Mm -hmm. Then the third thing is you get a realtor that you are obsessed with that is local in that market that knows everything about the market that you want to buy. Second, uh, fourth thing is you get pre-approved. So your realtor will introduce you to lenders that are local, that are amazing. And you talk to a few lenders. Those are the people that give you a mortgage. So you talk Mm -hmm. to a couple because this person is going to be your partner too. You need to be obsessed with her. She's going to be in your Mm -hmm. life 
for a long time. As your property grows in value, she's going to be like, why don't we refinance? She's going to be like your mortgage brain for the life of how you own that house. So you're going to talk to a few people. Just by talking, this is how much money you make, whatever. Then you get a sense of what they know, how they explain things to you, then you pick one. So you get pre-approved, this a firm mortgage. You have to know how much you can afford, 100%. And then starts the property search process. Now from there, your realtor mm. will kind of take it over. But there's the property search process, then writing the offer process, and then the escrow period, which is the period of time between when your offer gets accepted to the, from the house becomes yours. It's a period of time. And it's also companies that handle that time period, signing documents, wiring funds, and all that stuff. Then the house becomes yours, and you have to get homeowner's insurance and quotes for things like that, decorator, any repairs you want to do. All that needs to be thought out when you're in escrow so that when you close, you're not wasting any time. You can just go do it. And then you own a house. (laughs) Backtracking for a second. What... So if I wanted to go buy a house that was like $7 million, for example, how much approximately do you normally have to put down for a mortgage that I need to be like, okay, I need to have this much saved in the bank. So when I go to speak to a lender, they are like, yep, you could buy a $7 million house. So every market is very different. Like in San Francisco, the normal is to put 20% down here. And if you don't have 20% down, you're not really going to be competitive. Plus, every lender is going to require a certain amount of reserves, like what you have saved up in case you can't pay, in case you don't have any more income, you have enough in reserves. So that's where you're going to need to find a lender that you love that you can communicate with because she will break down everything for you. I'm putting down 10%. This is my monthly payment. I'm putting down 20. This is my monthly Mm. payment. Um, So I would suggest like finding your realtor and your lender. That's your team. Those are the badass women Mm. behind you, leading you to this, like in Mm. this journey. So, but I would say as a rule of thumb, you're, you should have about 20% as down payment. Lenders will require about 18 months of reserves in the bank just so you have a savings. Um, and then it just like depends on how much you put down and how, how much the house is. So that is a question gotcha. for a mortgage broker for sure. Okay. So it's very dependent on a lot of things. Okay. So then what about when you're a business owner? Because I know that like having your own business, I mean, I dealt with it in New York, getting an apartment for a fucking lease of like, you become basically untrustworthy if you have your own business, which is hilarious because like I've thrived during the pandemic and like a lot of people were unemployed during the pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Like to me, if you have your own business, you have more financial security typically because you are able to be more in control with factors that happen in our economy in X, Y, and Z. Whereas if you're working for somebody else, you have no control over whether they fire you. So what's the whole... Like if you're a business owner wanting a house in America, what do you need to be prepared for? What should you be doing? Because I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk up and be like, right, I've got, I've got the millions ready to buy the house. And they're going to be like, no. And then I'm going to have all these fucking things. And I'm going to be like, oh, I was so unaware of this stuff. Um, So like even I don't have a US tax history, right? So I sometimes think, well, I just have to pay in full in cash to avoid 
this whole fucking tax issue because I don't have a US tax history. So if you have a business, how does that complicate things? It doesn't really complicate things. You just need a longer history of making income. There's tons of people that are okay. employed, but you need to show income for like five years. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Those are all really great, great questions for a mortgage broker. And a lot of people think like they don't want to talk to a mortgage broker because they think it costs money or they're not ready or whatever. Mm. They think they're wasting the other person's time. Like who cares? You Mm. need to learn. You need to know Mm. and ask all these questions so that you don't wake up one morning and go, fuck, I can't do it. So that you know what to do. But as self-employed, you just have to have five years of your tax returns, W-2, W-9s, to show that you've had income for like the past five years. Amazing. Okay. So then I love this. All right. So go to a mortgage broker. So can somebody go to a mortgage broker well before they're going to buy a house? Absolutely. Great. Okay. So everyone can go get empowered and educated in advance so they know what the fuck they're doing and they're not going in blind. Yes, because a mortgage broker is very similar to a realtor. We don't get paid until a deal's done, but it's all about building relationships. If somebody mm. comes to me two years before they're ready to buy, but they're interested in it, they're showing interest in it, I'm going to like be their friend. I'm going to help them along the journey just so that mm. when we do work together, they're not starting from zero. It's mm. exactly like that from a mortgage broker. They want to help you. They want to build the relationship with you so that when you're ready, they've kind of coached you along the way. And so it's like smooth sailing. I like this. So you don't feel so like you don't feel rushed into having to find a realtor in X, Y, and Z when you're ready to buy that house, you give yourself like, I could start looking for a realtor right now for my mountain home so that when I'm actually ready for it, I've found that person, they've kept their eyes peeled over the years. And I'm not like, all right, ready. And there's no houses available. And I hate all the realtors. Exactly. And anytime <laughs> you go there on vacation, you they can show you open houses and you can go to open houses mm. and you can meet with them. Like you can do that now. It doesn't cost you anything. Vibes? I'm going to do that. <laughs> Please. I do it all the time. It's my job, but I love it. I went to a house in Aspen one year because I was like, I want to see some of these houses to kind of like be in the vibes, know what I'm going for. And holy balls, some of these mountain homes. I'm like, I would like one very much. I'm like, that is the goal. (laughs) I want a fucking mountain house with a veggie patch and like two horses. I'm set. Yeah, I'm set. I'm set. Um, Okay. So I know that you're big on women investing in property to like up their net worth X, Y, and Z. Can you share with us why you think that is really important and maybe like bust some myths or fears that you see a lot of people have? Yeah, sure. So this is like super personal why I do this as well, because you know how we all work, we're in the grind to make money. And we think that that money is like what we're worth. But what about that money working for you to make more money, like passive income? Because we're all growing older. I don't want to turn back one day when I'm 50 and be like, wow, I don't want to work anymore. So how am I going to make money? I want to have properties that are making me money that grow in value. So if I need money for an emergency or anything, I can sell my properties and I have money. So that's personally for me. And 
I know we can all relate to like seeing older women like afraid to leave relationships because I don't have any money. I don't know what to do. I need him for money. It's like, fuck that. Who wants to live like that? No. So it's also like very personal. That's why I'm very passionate about it because I never want to be dependent on anybody at any time. And I don't think any woman should be dependent on anybody. So when I say the word investing is like really scary to people, but investing is literally just buying something with, with the future knowledge that it's going to be worth more than what you bought it. That's all. That's the only thing. So you can literally buy one house and that's investing in real estate. And so, yeah, it's important to just like have something that's yours that you can use for money. So do investment properties always increase in value? Pretty much. Real estate is always assumed to grow in value. Some markets faster than others. Sometimes it'll go down for a Mm -hmm. bit and then go up. But like a property that 20 years ago was 200,000, you're never, ever, ever going to be able to find that again. Right, right, exactly. Okay. So then what about I get confused with like having an investment property? And let's say your mortgage for the property is like $10,000 a month. So what if then you want to make money off it? Do you then need to charge $15,000 a month of rent to then make money? Because then I also sometimes am like, but what if the place isn't worth $15,000 a month? Do you know what do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what if it's not worth 15K a month, but then if you were only charging $5,000 a month for the rent, you're losing $5,000 a month every month. Like, can you explain how maybe that's not a loss or it is a loss or how that works? Well, first of all, before you buy anything, you have to know if that's something you're going to do if you're going to rent it. Like, so if you're buying something like, am I going to live here? Am I going to personally enjoy it? Am I the only one that's going to be paying the mortgage? It's for myself and my enjoyment. Am I going to be living with a roommate and I want them to cover this much rent or is it for rental purposes solely? And this is what I need. So those are three different Mm -hmm. scenarios because you're going to be have the purchase price at a different scenario. If those are the things, if you don't care about personal enjoyment and you're just going to rent it out, it's going to be a different purchase price because then it's just about money. Okay. Um, but to for like in your situation, are you talking about you're li- you live there for a while and then you're over it and you want to rent it and cover the mortgage? No, I'd be talking about like if I like people always say to me, Monica, you need to buy a house. Like you've got money, like you should get an investment property. And I'm always like, no, nah, fuck that because I don't want to deal with people. Like I would rather invest in stock, the stock market, right? Which is something that like I'm doing this year. Um, so I'm always like, fuck buying an investment property. And then I also get confused about this whole like mortgage rent. So I if I was to buy a house separate to my Colorado mountain house, because that's obviously for fucking like me and my family. Um, but if I was to buy an investment property, that would be this scenario. Like how would that look then? Yeah. Well, you need to run the numbers. You need to see how much it's going to cost you to hold that property, taxes, holding costs, repair costs, whatever, to hold Mm. that property, your mortgage, and then how much you can get in rent every month and and see if it makes sense. And then you're going to buy it for how much you can buy it for. Okay. So do people ever like make a quote unquote loss every month because it's still like holding its value and at least their mortgage is like only $3,000 instead of like $10,000 if they were charging seven grand in rent? Yeah. So I just helped my friend buy a condo here in San Francisco this summer. And like two months later, she moved in with her boyfriend. 
different. And so we rented it out and she made exactly the amount that she's paying on her mortgage. I think she had to pay like $50 out of her own pocket. Mm -hmm. And for her, it was worth it because they're only going to be there for a year or two. She still has the property. It still grows in value. I got it for her under market value and for her it's worth it. Because then she'll sell it, I mean, rent it later for a higher price. Usually if you buy a place, it's going to be very difficult to cover all your expenses if you rent it right away, unless you get it under the market price. Got you. Okay. So you just have to be open to that, knowing that in the long term, it's going to make you money. Yeah. Or going in with that, like having a certain budget or going in prepared to do some upgrades, making look, the place looks like shit, but you're going to make it look cute for cheap. Mm. So that's a whole different business model. Yeah. What I'm really getting the sense of is like everyone just needs to hire you if they want to buy a house, something because like it's fucking confusing. Like it's fucking confusing. Yeah. And something that I want to say is like the difference between a real estate agent and a real estate coach. A lot of people are like, oh, my real estate agent will handle it. But you need to learn how to be an educated buyer and investor and owner for your life. Mm. And a real estate agent is not going to teach you that because they probably don't even know themselves most of the time. Mm. You need to learn how to buy real estate, what the process is, what decisions you're going to have to make before you actually jump into doing it. What's like, if you were to kind of lay out like a real estate agent's job description and yours, what would it look like? Well, I know exactly because I'm both. So a real estate job... The real estate agent's job is you come to me and you are already want to buy in San Francisco or wherever in that market. And Mm -hmm. I educate you on what's going on in this market. I educate you on the process of buying in this market. And we start with the property search right away. And I make sure the transaction is really smooth. Like I'm your representative. I negotiate for you on your behalf and I represent you in your best interest in that specific deal. So I help you write the purchase agreement and make sure all escrow is smooth. And that's pretty much it. Okay. And then you being your real estate coach self, when you put that hat on? Being a real estate coach is your... I'm teaching you how to buy real estate no matter where you go in the country. Like what the ideas yeah. of it, the concepts, the yeah. steps, the strategies, the ideas, the definitions. And also something that I learned from you is like how to do it in your feminine, how to do it that mm. feels authentic to you. Because buying real estate is not just a man's game as a lot of people think it is. I mean, there's a lot of men doing it because they have a lot of confidence and they're dealing with a lot of money. Mm. And that maybe may scare a lot of women away, but you don't have to be like them. Like we can do it Mm. ourselves. Like I wear lipstick, fucking pink glasses, gold hoops, and I still run the show. Fuck yeah. Friends, really quick pause in the episode to let you know that Baba is open for enrollment and I am so excited for this round. So there's a couple of changes being made. You can check out the website page and I have put a new video on there with the full explanation of how Baba is being run. And one of the changes that I'm fucking off the Facebook group because I hate Facebook and I'm making a Telegram group. What this means is that it will allow you to feel like there's a little bit more interaction. I feel like Facebook can feel a bit distant. And now that Telegram has become a thing, I'm choosing to swap over to that platform instead of using Facebook. So you can drop in their questions. I'll be dropping in, you know, little chicken nuggets and updates for you guys. And I can be voice messaging replies. So what I want you guys to understand about Baba is that it is a very unique blend of making sure that the roots of everything, so your trauma has been healed so that you can show up as the feminine leader that you want to be. I ensure that there is masculine discipline and a masculine container 
so that you can actually be in your feminine in your business. And the beauty of it being pre-recorded, like as in half of it being pre-recorded, is that with all the modules in the Kajabi portal, you can easily go back and look at them again when you're at different stages of your business because it does apply over and over and over to you. And it also means that you can receive the information when you are ready. One of the most common things that I hear from entrepreneurs is that they feel overwhelmed. So if you're feeling overwhelmed already and then you join a program that's fully live in your business, in fully live, like as in all live calls, you actually can start to feel overwhelmed as well. And that has the reverse effect on you seeing changes in your business. So the reason why it is pre-recorded now is so that you can jump into the bits and pieces that you need at that point in time from where you're at. And then we also have all of our live calls, which is where we do the trauma healing stuff focused around your business as well. So it is a very unique blend um, of this work. I don't see anything like this out there on the market. Any questions, please email me and I will respond or you can send me a DM and I will respond. I, I kind of want to like... Um, break down what you said even more about the real estate agent, the real estate coach, people really understand. For example, they could come to you and be like, Hey Marina, this is my situation. I don't even know what's best for me to do. Like, what do you think? And you could give a bunch of different solutions. So it's not even that you need to come in being like, okay, I want to get an investment property. This is what I want to do. Teach me the steps. You could come in not knowing what the fuck you want to do, but all that you might know is I've got a million dollars or... 200,000 or whatever it is that I want to invest in property and I have no idea what I'm doing with it. So I really need support. Yeah. So it works like this. Like you get a bunch of educational videos and then you get two live group coaching calls where I'm Mm -hmm. answering questions. And on those coaching calls, we talk about things that you can't talk about with men or whatever. We talk about like, how do I protect myself if I'm buying with my husband? How Mm -hmm. can we structure that? Should we start an LLC? How do I do it like this? Like, And then we get into your specific situations. And then women can also get a private consultation with me too. Okay, cool. Okay. So what are some of the big things that people don't realize that's involved in buying a house that often trips them up? Um, I think a lot of women are confused about the mortgage financing aspect of things. I think a lot of women are confused Mm -hmm. like, where do I even start? And so... That those are like the two, and a lot of women are afraid of looking foolish. They're like, I don't know what it is. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to ask questions. I'm just going to stay in my bubble, and I don't care what that's doing to me. Mm. Um, But like, no, that's what we're here for. Just Mm. like we're here to help and guide you. It definitely like everything can be overwhelming, and it's really about you having to be okay with stepping outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And you kind of have to know already, you you have to know already that you want to buy real estate. You don't know exactly what that Mm. means, why you should, but you know, you want to invest in something like the reasons are people want to invest in something. They don't want to keep their money in the bank and they're ready for a life upgrade. So if you're ready for all that and you want to buy real estate and you don't know how to get started, then you come to me. Perfect. I kind of actually two things. Firstly, do you have a book that people could read that is like helps real estate to not feel so overwhelming? No, but I have a course that people can take. Okay. My second question was course, because I feel like there would be people out there that are like, I think I want to invest in real estate, but like, I kind of want to feel the what would happen if I did before I even 
like actually go down that path. Does that make sense? Like they kind of want to know what they're getting themselves into. Well, I have so much content. I have so many IG lives. I have a podcast. Okay, there you go. So people can just stalk you and then they'll get a feel for everything. Yeah, I even have a YouTube channel. Like I have everything for you guys. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. Okay. And then hit me with some myths that are really prominent in the real estate agent sector that you would like to bust. All real estate agents are the same. Okay. My dad or my mom will just like do it for me. I can't Mm. afford to buy real estate. I don't know how to do it. Renting is actually good for me. I can't buy real estate without a partner. I don't know how to do it. I think those are the ones. But honestly, I can't really speak for it. I would want other people to tell me what is holding them back. On the renting thing, actually, when is renting cheaper? Well, it depends where you live. And let's say you don't want a roommate and you want two bedrooms. Maybe renting is better for you right now. Yeah. Well, because this apartment that I'm in is 6.8 million. And I'm like, look, I like to make money. I'm not making that much right now. And I'm just like, I see the bills come in for the taxes and everything. And he pays about twenty dollars to $40,000 in like fees and taxes a quarter. And I'm like, are you making any money off my fucking rent? Like I pay a lot of rent, but like a mortgage like that would be like... a month or something. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he probably just paid for it in cash, to be honest, knowing him. But in saying that, it's like, are there any scenarios where... Because I feel like a lot of people, they get into this illusion of like, I'm wasting money by renting. So when is that not the case where you would be like, no, you're not wasting money. Like I know for a fact, I'm not wasting money by renting in New York. And I think there's like, there's some rule about New York of like, unless you live here for like 20 something years, it's cheaper for you to rent because of the market here. I can't remember the exact like thing, but yeah. When is it best to rent? I would say for you, when you want that 6.8 million apartment, but you don't want to live there, but you want the vibes and you have the income, it becomes really Mm. bad. People don't have the income. When they yeah. don't have the means to back up their living situations, like, girl, get real with your life. If you don't have the income, get someone to help you with the income. Get a roommate. Mm. And that's when you have to own it. When I bought my first house, I had two roommates. For four years, I got married. My husband lived there. We had two roommates. But, like, money is great. And then I sold it. Yeah. Got profit. Didn't have to have roommates again. But for your situation, no, it's perfect. But you have a long-term plan and you have the means to back it up. There's ladies that just don't. Got you. So can you give an example of a lady that wouldn't? A lady whose rent is $10,000 and she's making $10,000 a month or $7,000 a Mm. month. And she has two bedrooms or three bedrooms. And she's like, it'll just happen. But maybe you should just get a roommate who can pay you five grand a month. and live that way for a couple years. What, is there anything else that people need to be like prepared with before they invest in real estate or before they come to you or before they go to a mortgage broker, whatever it's called? Um, Anything that they need to prepare for themselves that they could start doing now? Well, if you come to me to learn, you don't need to prepare for anything. I'll teach you everything. Okay. But okay. yeah, but if you're like ready to buy and start that journey, yeah, you got to prepare. You got to know what you're getting into. Are you buying in an LLC? 
what homeowner's insurance are you going to get? How much down payment do you have? Who's your mortgage? There's a lot. So you need to start with me and then you'll have Mm -hmm. all of like the knowledge and the questions answered before you go do it. But I would also say super, super important, get a good team behind you, your realtor and your lender, like have that Mm. badass team. So really with real estate and maybe it's more so in America, I'm not sure about the rest of the world. It sounds like it's almost like you're doing a business deal. It's not just like a, oh, hi, I'd like to buy this house today. Next. It absolutely is a side hustle. Every time you buy a house, that is a second business. Like I'm looking into buying some investment properties in Texas right now. And I'm thinking, do I have time to deal with this? Do I have, Mm. is it going to be beneficial to hire a property manager? Like you can't just buy it and forget it. Otherwise it's going to lose. You have to buy it and like be on it. It's a business. It's a business. You have to have a plan. I like this. Okay. Okay. And even if you were to buy your own house that wasn't an investment property, you were going to live in it. It's still a business in a sense. You have to keep up with the maintenance. You have to keep up with the property taxes. You have to stay organized. Mm. Mm. Man, there's so much to know. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) I'm like, maybe the stock market sounds good. But also, isn't there a lot to know in the stock market? Well, I'm just hiring a financial advisor. So they just take my money and then they make me money for it. You know what I mean? But I want my fucking mountain house. So I will do it. But it's just like, there is a lot. It's not just a, oh, I've saved $2 million. Now I can buy it. It's like, no, there's a bit more than that to it. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of climbing the real estate ladder, as I say. Like your first home Mm -hmm. is a home that you can afford that fits your criteria just to get your foot in the market. Then it grows value mm. after four or five years. You sell it or refinance, go to a bigger house, and then you just keep doing it until you get to that $10 million house or whatever. So on that note, um, is there like, do you have like, okay, so if you were buying your first house and you were going to go buy a $7 million house, let's say, would there be like no fucking way that would happen because it's your first house? Like, do you have to buy a shittier house beforehand. Does that make sense? Like, is that just being a bit gung-ho? I don't know if there's no fucking way it could happen. Of course it could fucking happen, but I just think it might be a little overwhelming. Like you've never made a purchase this big before and to have a purchase this big might be a little stressful and overwhelming for you. What about on the seller's side though? Would they be like, absolutely fucking not. We're not giving this house to this person because it's their first house. They don't fucking care. They just want their money. They just want to know that you have money. They don't care if it's got your you. Got you. Actually, some people have an emotional attachment to their house. So like if, if they know that you're going to live there and raise your family, there, they're like, oh, but if, if you're going <laughs> to telling them that you're just buying it for investment purposes, they might shy away. So it just depends also, but they don't care if it's your first time. Got you. Okay. So there's a lot to factor in. So do you have any last things that you would like to tell the listeners so that they can understand these things about buying their first real estate property? Yeah. You don't have to know anything. You just have to know that you want to do it and you have to not be afraid to ask for help. Like I even had an Instagram post today. It's Mm -hmm. like, girl, get, ask for what you want. If you want to buy real estate, ask for my help. Just ask because there's a lot of people Mm. that I see them watching my stories. And the second I reach out to them, like, actually I was going to reach out to you. I'm like, yeah, sure you were. So just like ask. Mm, Okay. Love, love. And then what if someone is like, okay, this is going to be good final departing question. So people often get like freaked out about money with obviously investing in 
property and everything. And then it's like, oh, well, I have to pay the broker fee and then this fee and then this fee. So then they're like, oh, so I shouldn't then pay for like somebody else's fee if I don't need it. What what will people end up doing if they don't have the proper team behind them? And how will they end up wasting money? Like, I feel like they need to hear that to realize I'm going to actually save money by spending a little bit more upfront. It's like when you buy a bad fucking like jumper where when you wash the jumper once and it goes all disgusting. It's like, you, baby, you should have just bought the $300 cashmere one to begin with and you would have been set to go. And now you got to buy three more jumpers and you ended up spending more money than you would have in the first place. Yeah, it's exactly that. Like if you don't know what's entailed in buying real estate, you're going to jump into it, make last minute decisions that could waste you a lot of time and money. You're going to be like making bad decisions that are not beneficial for you for tax purposes. You're going to make a lot of Mm -hmm. last minute decisions and how you take title ownership of your property because you just don't know what the best thing for you to do is. You're going to waste time in searching for property for a year because you don't really know how to search for property. You're going to waste time. You're going to waste money. You're going to waste stress making last minute decisions, making the wrong decisions, waiting, not doing it. So if you just invest in yourself and learning how to do it and then doing it the right way, you're going to buy real estate so fast. Like I read somewhere that the average person will own like five houses in their life. And I'm like, that's me already. And I'm only 32. Like if I don't, didn't know how to do this, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have built my income. I wouldn't be financially free. And a lot of people, like I know a lot of people are going to own way more than five homes in their life. But not if you don't learn how to do it, because a lot of people just jump into it and the process was so overwhelming and stressful that they're like, don't want to do it anymore. But honestly, it's like super fun. I like it. I love to buy houses. Okay. Amazing. Can you give us a client example where they fucked themselves over before so people actually like have a tangible example rather than like just terminology that people like it goes over their head so I've actually helped a couple buy a house and they were gonna rent it out it's for rental purposes um Mm -hmm. I coached them through this but I can tell you like what would happen if they if I didn't coach them through this so when it comes to how are you gonna own this house whose name is gonna be on the house who's gonna own the house they were going to buy it in just their names Sally and Ben, they're just going to buy in just their names. But if your purpose is to actually rent the house out, Sally and Ben are not a corporation. They cannot tax deduct things. They can't accept income and they can't tax deduct things. But if they formed an LLC, the LLC could buy the house. They could tax deduct interest, mortgage interest. They can tax deduct all the repairs they have to do. And then they get income on their rent. And that would be a last minute decision because escrow is going to be like, so how do you want to take title? But forming an LLC takes about two months. And so if they buy it in just your name, then you have to like wait two months and then you have to transfer the title, which costs like 700 bucks on top of the LLC fees. And it's just more protection for you if you're going to rent out your house to buy an LLC. So that's just one example. Never knew that. There you go. I didn't know that you had to like, start a business to rent a house. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Hey, you don't have to, but it's smart. Why would you not do it? Cause I, I buy all my houses in a different LLC because I'm a business mm-hmm. owner. If someone were to ever mm-hmm. sue me, I don't own those houses. 
my LLC mm-hmm. that I own owns these houses. So they're protected. No mm-hmm. one's ever going to touch those. Plus it's tax deductible, everything that I have to pay because it's a business. Yeah. F- that shit people need to be on top of tax deduct, baby. People don't know what tax deducting is. They don't know property taxes can be tax deductible if you're a business. Mm. Okay. That was great. Beautiful. Finish off with a banging example. Any last words that you want to share? What's your Instagram handle? People can find you. Marina Schifferman. Perfect. Any last words that you want to share? Any words of wisdom? Oh gosh. I think we, we said a lot of juicy words of wisdom. Just like we can do it and we should do it. And we're here to help women should run the world and let us do this. Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you for being here and for sharing so many great nuggets with us. 